Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Hello! Pat, oh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was it was fantastic. I actually had a, <laughs> a really fucking good weekend, which was definitely needed after the uh, the shitty past couple weeks I had. Um, Thursday was me and my wife's wedding anniversary, and uh, we've been married six years. It's the, the best decision I ever yeah. made. Congratulations! Thank you. I wake up every day and I, I I tell myself that getting married was the best decision you ever made. It was the best decision you ever made. What's the best decision I ever made, Asher? Is getting married. Yeah, it was getting married. I I, I, getting married is the best decision I ever made. And I, if I keep fucking saying it enough, then uh, it'll come true. So Thursday we went. We saw Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, which uh, I thought would be kind of a romantic couples thing, but uh, unfortunately she hated it. <laughs> I dug it. Why did she like hate those. it? It's, I mean, have you, are you familiar with the saga, the Magic Mike saga? Uh, not, I mean, I just know that it's about male strippers. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, it's also directed by, written directed by Steven Soderbergh, who's like sexualized in videotape and um, he did the Ocean's Eleven movies and he did Contagion. And he's, he's, he was the youngest filmmaker ever to win the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival. So he is a very uh, celebrated, well-known independent filmmaker who's had success in Hollywood as well. And um, a lot of his movies are sleazy, which is kind of cool. So he's one of these filmmakers that will do a comedy, will do a, a thriller drama, and then he'll do something really sleazy, right? So he's got like a rotation. And um, yeah, these are his sleazy movies. And the first Magic Mike is is more of like an independent character study drama about what it's like being a male stripper and there's some strip scenes but it's it's more of a character driven drama the second one magic mike X, xl is um is a lot of fun and it's more of just like very salacious and very uh horny um but a good time and uh magic mike's last dance the third one is not as good as the second one it, it's kind of a um hybrid between the second and first one where, you know, it's definitely not as serious as the first one, but it's not as horny as the second one. So I dug it. I thought it was good. Magic Mike goes to London and he puts on a stage show. It's got a lot of theater kid energy. Um, I dug it. So yeah. I when I uh, worked at the movie theater, when uh, the, the second Magic Mike came out, um, you could tell who was a closeted homosexual. <laughs> so you could. I've seen. I've seen all three of these movies in the theater, and I remember going to see that second one with uh, with an ex-girlfriend of mine, and <laughs> this dude, it was one of those places where, like, it's called Hollywood Boulevard, it's like there's one in Naperville, and it's like where you sit and they bring you food and shit, too, yeah, while yeah. you watch the movie, and um, the guy afterwards on the way out was like, oh, man, I feel so sorry for you, like, oh, man, you're a trooper. Like, yeah. I can't believe you had to sit through that. And I was like, fuck you, dude. This movie was awesome. Yeah, like, you, exactly. You know what I mean? Not only that, but I'm going to go finger this bitch in the parking lot right now. Like, yeah. what Like, what are you? That's what it is. I don't, You'd have the yeah, couples I, come in and, you know, the, the girlfriends are all excited and the guys are like, ooh, ooh, good. I can't believe we're going to watch this. And I'm like, okay, you're gay. And Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know what? That's always been my thing, though. Like, I don't. I don't. 
I'm just not repulsed by other men the way so I, I definitely don't consider myself to be bisexual. Like, I'm not turned on by dudes. Um, I get talent crushes and shit, but like not to where like I, you know, I, I don't know. The 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 Magic Mike movies don't like trigger me the way I think some and, and stuff like that in general. It doesn't trigger me the way some dudes pretend that it triggers them. Maybe they're being honest. I don't know. Maybe some guys really do get repulsed at the thought or the sight of these movies but for me i just i appreciate horny movies i appreciate you know i'd rather be trust me i would rather go see a russ meyer movie <laughs> you know what i mean sure. but like eh, whatever you know it was it's not the worst way to spend yeah, you know, two you're hours. comfortable with your, with your sexuality you don't have to be if you're repulsed then there's something even if you don't recognize it there's something subconsciously going on with you that you don't realize there's a reason why you're repulsed and it's not just because oh my god men's bodies i mean you have a penis are you repulsed by your own penis because you would i'd be. love the shit out of it it's a fucking right exactly I'm yeah. saying, you know these dudes you know it, it just doesn't make any sense you know so uh, definitely gay and <laughs> <laughs> that was that was always my takeaway when you came up to me to buy fucking tickets for that movie if you're listening to the show now for whatever reason and you acted that way i know that you're gay now right or, you, or, or just not in you got issues you there's got something going on. on you're definitely curious and that's fine <laughs> well speaking of people with stuff going on friday i went to um the park district's daddy daughter dance and uh took my daughter we had a lot of fun uh she's a lot of fun she likes to dance and um i like that about her it's it's different energy than my son my son is very much like a, a watch anime play video games kind of makes stop motion nerdy kind of kid sure and my daughter just we, we there was like a, a 12 minute version of the cha-cha slide they played that nearly fucking did me in but um we had a lot of fun and there was a kink couple there <laughs> there was definitely what mean I mean, like, uh, <laughs> the dude was clearly her daddy, <laughs> and uh, he looked like he looked like he was in his early fifties, and she was in her late twenties, early thirties. So, entirely okay. possible, right. entirely possible that he was a teenage dad and she was there. But look, if you believe one thing that we say on this week's show, believe that Pat O'Sullivan can spot a kinkster at 50 paces, all right? Like, just fucking take my word for it. Like, they were only there for 20 minutes. Um, she had that Renfair lithium gamer chick vibe. Uh, they were there, they showed up, they danced like twice, and then they left. And I'm just saying, they probably had really awesome sex. Was this like a community bearded. daddy daughter dance? Yeah, well, yeah, the Oak the Oak Forest Park District. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay. So it was right. open to anyone that lived in the gotcha. area. Okay. And um, my daughter, she, she, we, I live there. We don't. I have joint custody of her, but like, she does the she did the dance program at the park district, so she was familiar with the place and the a lot of the kids and stuff. And um, so yeah, it was open to members of the community. And uh, and there was a kinks a kink couple. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they went home and <laughs> fucked and watched Highlander the series. and <laughs> They went and watched the new Magic Mike movie. They had sex in front of their bearded dragons <laughs> and tarantulas oh or whatever. I'm sure. I could tell it. I could just tell. He fell asleep early and then she watched wrestling or she got on Discord and masturbated with the Twitch streamer in Omaha. She's cheating on him with <laughs> fucking whatever using his money to fucking send fucking donations to or whatever oh i'm sure yeah. no he probably does yeah he's, that's, he's that's the life 
Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed though. I wanted to go over and talk to him, but I'm like, no, because I don't want to explain this to my kid. And then sure. once again, going back to that repressed magic mic, like unwit. Yeah, I didn't know if someone was going to be like, "Yo, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here!" You know, instead of me being like mildly amused by it and like jealous of the sex they were going to have that night, like. I think they kind of like just did it and then left. Like they were, they were there seriously 20 minutes tops. Hey, good for them. I know. I thought, no, I thought it was really cool. I really did. I, I'm, I'm making jokes about it now, but like, you know, I'm, I'm very king friendly. Like that was good for them. Good for them. Um, so yeah, that was Friday. Uh, Saturday, I really didn't do shit. And Sunday, I don't know. Did you do the Super Bowl? I watched the Puppy Bowl. <gasps> Me too. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. I'm not a Super Bowl person. Um, I don't give a fuck about sports ball, but I give a fuck about the Puppy Bowl. And we were like, I mean, the Puppy Bowl every year is our Super Bowl. It's our Super Bowl. And typically my mom works, so it's just my daughter and I. Otherwise, my mom would participate. <laughs> and we eat too many snacks and root for the team. My, my daughter was rooting for Team Fluff. And, of course, I was Team Rough. And uh, <laughs> Team Fluff I was won team... right, at, right at the end there. It was, a, it was I know. history at the Puppy Bowl. I was team fluff as well, and uh, I bet my wife the the whoever and she was team rough because that's her her aesthetic, and um, yeah, we we bet about who would have the loser had to go pick up the dog shit in the backyard. Oh, so tied in even you. better, and I won. So I didn't win anything um, because my team didn't win, and she didn't win anything either. But uh, we were all winners that day, so that's right. that's what matters. But speaking of sports ball, uh, the columbus blue jackets lost okay. friday in a shutout at home against the maple leafs three zip but then came back saturday to win the second game of the series against the maple leafs uh, i think it was four three or something but um i just want to mention that since uh since that's your thing fans. now we're all fans of the columbus blue jackets here <laughs> and just a heads up the blue jackets will be playing a home game against the seattle kraken friday march 3rd the night before the Loveland Frogman Festival. And if you're interested in checking out, let me know because I would like to go to that game. How far is Columbus from Cincinnati? Uh, probably two? about two hours. Really? Yeah. All right, never mind. Ohio's large, Pato. <laughs> it's a big state. Right. And I know that would that would require us to drive closer to the chemical cloud that's oh, hanging over fucking uh the, East Palatine right the now. The invisible so. chemical cloud that's there. Right. Um yeah, so uh which I know you, How was your you're eager to talk about, but uh, no, I'm not. I actually, I, I let's we'll get it. Let, I'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Let me say that for once. For once. How was your weekend? It was it was good. Actually, it was a really good weekend. Uh, Friday night was uh, Joe Bob. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know. You know what, dude? She looks so good blonde. I am sorry. I was never as much. Oh, my God. I, I've, I've never been like part of the Dar- Darcy, the male girl cult, but. Damn, does she look good blonde. I think that was her real hair. I don't know for sure, but I think it was. She usually wears wigs, um, so I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a good night. We watched uh, uh, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. You ever seen that one, Pato? <laughs> no, I have not. Actually, it wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. I mean, it's like Phantom of the Opera, but at the mall, you know. And uh, it was pretty good. We had a good time riffing on it. And uh, then movie number two was my personal favorite of all time, Necromantic. And that I feel like I might have watched in high school. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. 
I, I was just really elated. Now, it's not a movie that you can riff on very easily because it's really disgusting. Unless you, I don't know, man. You know, I kind of shit on like pretentious art and stuff like that. But that's exactly what this movie is. Like it's straight up pretentious. Like the whole reason uh, the director, he's my favorite director of all time. The whole reason he made the movie um, was because of censorship in Germany. And he just wanted to make something that would really fuck with them. And it did. And so he made a movie about necrophilia. And um, I mean, my God, there's like a 10 minute long sex scene, of, you know, with this couple, you know, having sex with this corpse and the corpse is very not um, in a good condition to have sex with. It's not just like a person. I mean, it's like decayed as fuck. It's really gross. Um, but it's also a comedy because the director is just one of those guys that likes to get in a couple jabs, uh, you know, here and there. And so when you're like laughing at this movie about necrophilia with a room full of people that don't get it, it kind of makes you feel gross. <laughs> but it also makes you realize that you're just on a different caliber than some of these people. So um, I don't know. I mean, Red stayed for the whole thing. So there's that. Uh, our, my other guest, he, he left. <laughs> he wasn't staying for it. <laughs> Oh, uh, last man standing. Good for Red. You know, good for Red. But it was it's worth it. Okay, the ending is worth it. At the end, at the very end, there's like a point in the movie where it hits and you understand, you start to understand this is supposed to be funny. Okay. And when you stay all the way to the end, the payoff is fucking worth it. So if you have never seen Necromantic, I can't recommend it enough. I have Necromantic tattooed on the back of my neck. Actually, I am trying to figure out what weird girl I know that was super into this movie. It's and probably I've been me. racking my I I know because I want to say that it was somebody that I watched that I was like dating like in real life. Like like from here. Or like we watched it together. Where she told me like it was like her it was like her favorite movie and she was really into this and like I don't I don't wanna like sexually into it? Yes, like like really into it. And I'm trying to remember who the fuck it was. And I can't remember off the top of my head. It wasn't anyone I had like a super long relationship with, but it was somebody that like where we hooked up a few times and then she was really into this. And I think I watched it with her. And there was something else that you know Dakota bowling? No. Oh my God, she's a, a trauma filmmaker. She did Caveman AD or something. Oh, okay, she made a another uh, like an homage to this that was like a a, a necrophilia short. Oh, and I remember watching that with her too. And the girl was like friggin' off during it, and some and it was actually shot in Chicago. I'm I I don't know. My brain's all over the place. Have to I find it remember. for me. Yeah, well, no, look up the. Uh, it's a trauma movie, Caveman AD. And her, I want to say her name's Dakota Bowling or something, but um, yeah. Anyway, it's a good Dakota movie. Bowling. It's uh, like I said, it's very artsy. The director does that with all of his movies. Uh, very bold moves for things. Like I said, you don't get um movies about necrophilia. You just don't. I mean, you know, and and when you do, it it is always jarring. But he's made other movies um just that are really fucked up and he he just made a movie um, his most he stopped for a long time because this was like 80s and 90s he was active stopped for a long time he made another short movie for 2016's german angst which wasn't as fucked up as like his other movies but anyway i'll stop uh talking i'm sorry real quick it's kansas bowling that's the actress's name uh she's done a bunch of stuff for trauma she was in the movie was called bc butcher 
And she made it when she was 17 years old. She shot it on 16 millimeter film and it was about like killer cave people. She was also in once upon a time in Hollywood and Veronica, the dancing movie. And the movie that I'm thinking of that she did came out in 2019 and it was called necrosexual. And it was directed by Brian Rosin, who uh, is from Chicago. Um, is it a trauma? Is it also a trauma movie? Uh, it's a short. It's a 15 minute movie. I don't know where I saw it. I'll find it. But I remember the somebody showed it to me, although 2019 is like very recent. So yeah, that was like was yesterday. Incredible. Yeah, it was, well, it was four years ago, but um, I can't remember. I don't know. This is all fucking me up now. I'm going to shut up. But okay. check that out. Necrosexual. So that was fun. Um, and Joe Bob, you know, for the first time ever married a couple on the last drive in. Um, so that was neat. And, you know, used necromantic to lead into that. So that was uh, great. Um, so then Saturday uh, was a big day for me. I went to uh, my friend Cherish owns the shop. It's called the Secret Chamber House of oddities and artwork or artwork and oddities i don't know which one anyway secret chamber house in fairborn ohio fairborn a little fun fact about fairborn um is dubbed halloween town for a reason um so a guy there named mike foy owns foy's and foy's is like a halloween shop except it's not just like one shop he he has like all these shops on the strip in fairborn ohio there's an adult costume store, a child's costume store, a candy shop, a prop shop. They have a diner, you know, with like, I'm, I'm assuming Halloween themed food. I've never been. I don't know. Um, but, you know, there's kind of already a creepy aesthetic to Fairborn. Um, so my friend Cherish came in, opened up the Secret Chamber House a couple of years back. It's done really, really well. And of course, she sells, you know, oddities and artwork. Um, so it's an oddity shop. Well, anyway, she wants to do this event here in, in May. And what she wants to do is create um, an interactive art exhibit there at her shop because she uses the space very, very well. And so she's got like these two back rooms. okay, and in the very back room, she wants it to be like um, there's also there's an interactive art exhibit here in Columbus, Ohio called Otherworld, which is, um, you know, everything's like black lit. It's freaky looking. You can kind of get involved with some of the things that are going on there and, you know, the actual art itself. She wants that whole room to be kind of decorated like that in like a space theme. Um, and then kind of leading into it is going to be like a like an investigator's room. It's going to be decorated in like authentic headlines uh, pertaining to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, local UFO stories, things like that. And yours truly will be there for the day. And I will get hey. to yeah, spin yarn about uh, Wright Pat <laughs> and aliens and things like that in the area. I will also be doing a live show in the basement of the Secret Chamber House, which you can be a part of. Um, I want to pull people and have them share their personal stories of UFOs and high strangeness. Um, I think it's going to be really neat. But... While I was there, I got to see the basement, and I hadn't been down in that basement for a while. Now, initially, this basement was a full velvet and leather dungeon. Talked about it before on the show. I filmed down there before. And, um, ooh, that sounds sexier than, than it is. But if you <laughs> like to see what I have filmed down there, I, I will keep my promise. Go to uh, patreon.com slash it's ashers. I'll post a little something. So, 
<laughs> I do have things I can share there. Um, but anyway, so the basement now, though, has been converted into a, a haunted objects museum. And I had never, I haven't gotten to see it yet. She just opened it. And so it was really neat because she doesn't actually give tours of the museum itself. Like typically what happens is you pay your $5 per ticket. You go down to the basement, you go look around yourself and you come back up. Um, now I'm familiar with some of the objects that she does have down there, but not all of them. Some of the shit just came from her personal collection at her house. Some of it she's just never sold. Nobody wants to buy it, whatever. Um, but she actually took Ann and I both down in the basement and kind of gave us a private tour of all the cool things down there. And that was really something, um, you know, so you walk in and <clears throat> there's just, <laughs> I mean, there's lots of stuff. Um, you know, some of the stuff allegedly haunted, there's like a mirror down there that, you know, whenever somebody sold it to, to her claim that, um, you know, they would look in the mirror and they could see like figures and stuff behind them, like from the mirror, oh wow um, there's an entire doll collection where she bought it at this estate sale nobody wanted to buy it apparently um the lady who owned these dolls she was bedridden couldn't get out of bed and so like the per the caretaker taking care of her would like put the dolls away and then like would wake up in the morning and would find the dolls like sitting in the bed like in a circle around the woman and we're like constantly like with her and this woman couldn't walk she couldn't go get them um you know a bunch of weird just you know allegedly haunted artifacts she's got a, a oh my god i'm gonna fuck it up a diet diabuck box i can't say it diabuck diabuck you know what i'm talking about no diabuck box is like a box that you trap a malevolent spirit in so those are useful and then like you never right you never open it um so this guy actually found this and you know in his house <laughs> like in the foundation of the house and didn't know what to do with it so he brought it up to her she's never opened it it's in a case it's all kinds of crazy shit down there um she's got well, a don't give it all away make him show up oh no there's tons of stuff that you could see <laughs> tons of stuff that, that you can see and and you will see when you're there uh may the 6th it's gonna be um but I had a really good time with it. Like I said, it was it was lots of fun. It was great to see Cherish again. We just talked about, we swapped stories, you know, just about various weird things. And, you know, like I said, we got a little private tour. That was fun. And, and I'm going to do more stuff with her. And I'm hoping, for me, I'm going to continue to get involved locally with things. And she kind of expressed that. Um, there's a lot of Karens trying to take down, you know, Halloween Town. And she just wants to make it weird again. And that's, I love that because that's what I do make things weird i uh i want to i want to say this publicly so that hopefully it happens i know the first time i went out to uh dayton for us to hook up uh we talked about doing a photo shoot because we don't have any pictures together really and we ended up taking some at the bar and uh on your couch and, and <laughs> in the laundry in the laundry room but uh i had suggested taking some there because i know you had mentioned her to me before so hopefully this event goes well and the next time I pass through Dayton, we can we can go check it out. Her, yeah, use it as a as a, a photo shoot location. Oh yeah, you I know. mean, not only is she is she your friendly neighborhood weirdo, but like she just loves her artists and she's really in support of local arts and things like that. She's a great human being, um, you know, just in general. So I mean, you know, even if I'm not there, uh, go check it out. You know, one of these times, a secret chamber house of oddities and artwork, or artwork and oddities, whatever. You'll find it. It's in Fairborn um so and then so this kicked off so i brought Anne because this um 
like I said, you know, one of the things we're going to have there is this big wall and it's huge of all these like newspaper articles and stuff. I brought Anne because I thought that she would really deep dive, you know, be able to deep dive into something like that and, you know, be able to find what we're looking for because that's Anne's job. That's what she does. And um, it just turned into a whole fucking <laughs> that that whole situation has turned into a fucking goddamn mess. Um, so in our search for headlines regarding Wright Patterson Air Force Base and UFO and aliens, um, this will make a great segue into the news here. Um, you know, we're finding that it has been very difficult to actually find headlines about it. Um, as a matter of fact, one fun tidbit that I will continue to update. Um, so, you know, again, there is a benefit to joining the Patreon. I do talk about this kind of stuff. And I'm going to continue to talk about this kind of stuff and the research process and how we find this stuff. Um, was that, you know, Anne's looking on a lot of newspaper websites you can get on and you can actually see their backlog. All their archives are online now. And what was really interesting is that she got on our local news, Dayton Daily News, and went to go look at the back backlog. And they had from 1877 until 1921. And then they had from 1990 until like present day. So there's a big old missing chunk of time there. And uh, this is something that we actually encounter a lot when we are, you know, looking at these types of things. Um, old newspapers are very invaluable to a researcher. And it just, this constantly happens. Whatever it is we're looking for. We found out that's what happened in uh, Point Pleasant. Not the newspaper, but records were missing from a particular set amount of time. Um, and we still haven't recovered those. But there is some hope for this. There is a secret box at Ohio State University that may contain everything we are looking for, but we have to physically go check it out. Um, but not only is it a secret box, it is a secret box of somebody who actually um, uh, was into cataloging Project Blue Book. So <laughs> we're going to go look at this box that can contain all the secrets of Project Blue Book. I don't know what's in the box. I don't know. And if you want to know, you'll have to follow me on Patreon to find out. So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting uh, tidbit. So now we're looking for people. If you are in and around the Dayton, Ohio area and you have had an encounter with a UFO or aliens or what have you, get a hold of me. Let me know. Um, because I want to uh, share your story posted on this wall. I, will, I want to get eyewitness encounters as well for people to read while they're checking out the art and stuff. So um, let me know. But that's what I did this weekend nice nice and productive it was it was a very productive weekend it definitely lit a fire under me because i just feel so stagnant lately now my life is getting ready to be just fucking nuts um so i probably bit off a little more than i could chew um but i'm good at managing it so we'll see right right right, right. <laughs> we'll see what happens but anyway um so i know what you guys are here for the frogman festival you're here for the frog of course you're here for the frogman festival yeah saturday march 4th in uh at the great wolf lodge conference center in mason ohio i'll be there get your tickets at frogmanfestival.com i'll be there all day <laughs> yeah you will me too it's gonna be a lot of fun Pat, and hopefully yeah. hopefully next week i will be able to uh i will be able to announce some very special merch that will be available at the festival oh can't can't say too much right now let me just say that me and uh amazon kdp we're playing just the tip i'm uh i'm i'm 
partially inside of them. I am marinating, as the kids call it, or soaking, I believe is the vernacular of our time. I am soaking in Amazon KDP right now, and uh, hopefully next week I will have more to share. But uh, you're definitely not going to want to miss this. We got t-shirts, and hopefully we'll have lots of other cool stuff. And you're going to be speaking, and you're going to be emceeing. You're going to do a whole lot of speaking. I will be there. You will see my face on that stage and my beautiful red hair all day long. Yes. Um. <laughs> do, do you have your outfit picked out already? Maybe. I don't know yet. I guess that's a no. <laughs> this is like, you got to go full tilt car show for this. I got uh, <laughs> I got some um, cute little <laughs> hair clips that are like crocheted frog's eyes. Okay. So we'll see. Um, but maybe I'll do a cloak because that's what the frogmen were wearing. A cloak. I don't know. They, oh, I don't yeah. think they were actually wearing cloaks when they were waving their wand around, but I just imagined that they were. So they were in my head. Yeah. We'll see. I would say bring bring tourism back to Ohio. It is definitely safe to come to Ohio and, <laughs> and breathe the air and drink the water. Oh, God. And go to the Frogman festivals. And uh, I'll be there. Uh, yeah. Do we want to talk about... <sighs> Hold on. So here's here's what I was going to do. Obviously, the the two hugest story. Well, two. I I'll, I'll be very uh, I'll be very professional about this. Two stories that are um, un, uh, developing in America right now sure. are the uh, the East Palatine, Ohio, train derailment and the uh, chemical spill that happened afterwards the contained chemical spill that happened afterwards and then also the uh all the activity we had this weekend with united states shooting down stuff over u.s and canada and um yeah i mean it would honestly anything we say today when we're recording it will probably be outdated by the both of these stories are actively unfolding so if we dwell too much on information today, it could be irrelevant by the time the show actually airs. So there's that. But also, I think, more importantly, the only thing I want to say about it, and then I'll, I'll pass the mic to you, Ashers, is just I think it's important to approach these stories very open-mindedly and not get caught up in uh, any kind of bias that we may bring to the table. Um I agree. I think it's, you know, especially in regards to the UAP thing, um, I think some of, we probably all have ways that we wish this story would play out, um, ways that we think it will, you know, whether we want it to be extraterrestrial, whether we want it to be Chinese, or we want it to be a PSYOP, or we want it to be a false flag, or we want it to be this, or we want it to be that. And I think what we need to do is just chill the fuck out and just see what happens. And not think that you're going to read three tweets and come up with the answer because <laughs> you're not right. Um, and, and by the same, by the same measure, I think that we have to be extremely open to the information as it comes in. And let's say for our own reasons, we don't want it to be something. We don't want this to be a foreign power. We don't want this to be uh, a psyop or we don't want, you know, we have to be careful with those biases too. So rule of thumb generally be in touch with yourself. Okay. Look at yourself, take inventory of yourself. What do you, what do I want this to be? How could that subconsciously be affecting the way that I process this information as it comes in and try to avoid that? Cause it's really easy to either wh- wh- stick, wh- whip yourself up into a frenzy or stick your head in the sand because you don't want to believe what you're reading. 
keep it open, read multiple sources. And I could cite numerous things from both, both of these stories where I thought things were one way and then I did more reading and it completely flip-flopped. Or I saw someone on Twitter make a claim that th- let's, let's just talk about Ashes real quick, me and you, and the whole Pentagon briefing that happened on Sunday where I saw online that it was, there was going to be a Pentagon Pentagon briefing and uh, couldn't verify it anywhere. Right. And then it seemed like the briefing wasn't going to happen. I took a nap after the puppy bowl. I wake up and guess what? It did happen. And there was one, but it happened at a later date and it happened whenever I got around happening. So it's like this information, there's, there's so much disinformation and there's so many sources that are just making claims without really backing it up. I think everything just needs to move really slow and, uh, you know, and you know, and you, you're definitely not the only one, you know, that, uh, thought that there was going to be a briefing and there was one, but at, was at the one. same, it was weird how that whole thing played out where like, it was. it was a bunch of conjecture and then it wasn't going to happen and there was no real proof that it was going to happen, but then it did happen. So does that mean that that, that first round of information was actually correct or did we somehow, as a people, manifest it because we were all clamoring for it to happen because we felt like it should, and then they went out and they made a, they made a, a statement, and you know, and and you had said yesterday that whoever gave, and I don't have the information from me, but whoever gave that briefing said that they wouldn't rule out extraterrestrials, and then the White House press briefing today, one of the first things that she says is we've ruled out extraterrestrials. Right. So I, you know, and that's what, that's why I'm hesitant to get too deep into these stories because anything that we, it's happening so fast that anything we say that we're seeing on Monday, by the time the show airs on Wednesday, questions are going to be answered. Something else could fucking happen. You know, who knows what? Um, So before you continue, before you you get further into it, I said, all I got to say, it's on you now. (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> Passing the mic. <laughs> yes. Well, Pato in true Pato fashion uh, gives the climax before the uh, before the opening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> premature climaxing. Pato is. Hey. Um, <laughs> so what the fuck happened? What are we talking about? In case you don't know, maybe you don't know. I don't. I doubt if you listen to the show, I'm sure you know. Um, so you know, I'll say this real quick uh february 4th we shot down what we considered a uh what a chinese spy balloon um but questions are still unanswered about that whether or not this is related to this event is very much up in the air a lot of the things that i'm getting ready to say are still very much up in the air um so there may not be a lot of factual information shared and i'll be sure to try to say what is and what is not fact um thursday night uh we shot down something over alaska we don't know what it is um there are conflicting reports about what it may have looked like there are conflicting reports about what it may have been doing um so the term cylindrical has been thrown out there it was it was cylindrical uh but that's really all we know it was carry it may or may not have been carrying some type of payload on it uh, again, up in the air, it may or may not have been disrupting select pilots' um, planes. To what extent? I don't know. Again, may or may not. Um, 
as we speak, there's a jet flying overhead. So that fucking makes me nervous. (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, we don't really know. We haven't recovered it yet. Um, Recovery efforts have been uh, delayed due to the Arctic conditions because it's fucking Alaska. So there's that. And then about 12 hours later, uh, we had uh, NORAD actually had shot something down over the Yukon in canada and there's even less information about whatever the fuck that was um (laughs) no clue what it looks like no idea um nobody's really come forward and said (laughs) which is weird um canada is being uh you know and, and canada is responsible for recovering that object and figuring out what it is don't know uh and then when was this saturday yeah, Saturday. Sunday. Well, well, hold on. Where are we at? Friday. Are talking about Canada happened Friday afternoon. Yeah, and uh, no, 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 no. I think I thought it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was like three in a row. Thursday. You started off talking about Thursday. Thursday, Friday. Thursday. I don't know, there's time zones and shit. So yeah, maybe what I see is Friday. It depends on the the time zone they talk about. Uh, all I know is that if you're talking about the third one this weekend, it was it was Sunday and it was over Sunday. Wisconsin. Or no, no, that was, yeah. Saturday was when they started tracking it, and then they had to stop because it got dark out. And then when they started fucking around with it again Sunday morning, it was over Wisconsin. And that's when I got ready to go to war. And then uh, luckily it left Wisconsin, and they shot it down over the great, well, according to Asher, is the great state of Michigan, which, whatever. What, what did I say? Did I say they shot it over Michigan? No, it was Lake Huron. Oh, okay. But it was in Michigan air. At that point, it had gone into gotcha. Michigan air. But yeah. I gotcha. Yes, it was not here. So that's good. Right. I guess. But I meant I here know. because of our last show when I was like singing the praises of Wisconsin and you were talking about how you thought Michigan was nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you do with like, that shit. I like okay. Michigan. I like Michigan. I like Wisconsin. I was very upset that they were fucking around with Wisconsin. Pat was ready to shoot it down himself, like the great right, Americans was... in uh, South Carolina were going to do with uh, Chinese balloon. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so then they shot something else down, and uh, there's rumors there about what that might have looked like, what it was. A uh, big one going around is that it was shaped like an octagon with yeah. like, ropes hanging from it. Whether or not those ropes at one point contained some type of payload, we don't know. And that's yeah. it. That's literally all we know right now. I mean, you know, again, Pat's right. There was a lot of information racing around. A lot of people making some ridiculous fucking claims, um, which were just way out there. Um, but, you know, at some point they were talking about doing this press briefing. It wasn't just you. I was listening to this Twitter space like all day long that day that was like covering it. They kept saying there was going to be a briefing and then they're like, oh, sorry, there isn't one. Nobody really knows where that came from. And then later on, about 7.15, they did actually do... It wasn't even like an official briefing. They didn't cut into anything. Actually, it was strictly on Fox News. It was weird. You couldn't find it anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're absolutely right. Well, it was Super Bowl Sunday, so I don't think they wanted to interrupt the Super Bowl with it, but still. No, but there's other news outlets you could go through, and we all know Fox News is fake i mean so it was like hmm really is this really happening or you know it was kind of questionable and then they were on a zoom call at that so i mean even still very questionable whether or not that was even real (laughs) um sucks but you know one of the um 
people that was there, uh, you know, they were asked directly, you know, are you are you ruling out aliens? Is that? And they said, no, I'm absolutely not going to rule out anything right now. Um, and so people were like, oh my god, that's what they said. That's what they said. And uh, and then today, you're right. They turned around. They had some type of briefing, which I did not get the chance to watch at any point. So I don't know what the fuck they said. Um, but it was very frustrating. She the the press secretary comes out and she says. We just want to say that we could say, you know, pretty much definitively that this is not extraterrestrial or alien in origin. And there's like a smattering of laughter from the press corps. And then she goes a step further and says, look, I like E.T. as a movie, too. But, you know, I'm just going to leave that there. And it's like, well, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like that to me seemed like really dismissive. Yes. And almost to the point where like, well, guess what? Now I don't believe you. But once again. That's my personal choice. And I think that's what we need to remember is like, you know, it's okay. Cause I know I, I did this kind of in the, in the group chat last night and it, I, I, listen, we're all part of the reason we're all into this shit is cause we're the type of people that like to sit around, smoke a one hitter and go, what if, <laughs> and then come up with some fucking theory. Right. But I think that we need to be very careful when she, it's one thing to do that when you're sitting around with your buddies and you're, you know, you're just kind of shooting the shit and that's fine. Right. It's another thing I feel like to put that out there on Twitter, or if you're any kind of person that has any kind of platform to kind of pass around these unsubstantiated fucking theories of yours. I agree. Right. Yeah. And it's unfair. And you know what? If I want to go back to being just some random dude in the garage smoking a bong with my buddies, coming up with fucking crazy ass theories to entertain each other during the commercial break of the Super Bowl, fine. You can do that. But just know that like this is when you do it when you do it on social media and you have any kind of platform, this is, you know, you could get people worked up into a frenzy. Right. If they believe you, you can come across as an idiot. It's very easy to fucking make a claim and dig your feet in and then be disproven as you saw with the, with the press briefing thing a a couple hours later. So like everyone just deescalate, you know what I mean? That, and then I know I'm repeating myself at this point, but I think it bears repeating. Like we don't know a lot. There's a lot of sources. You really got to check where you're getting your information from. And if we get to the Ohio, the the train derailment thing, it, there's even more disinformation about that out there. Jesus. About <laughs> about the serious. I saw one map that's of the Ohio River and said that chemicals have been released in the Ohio River. And if you're anywhere in this in this range, which spreads from Ohio, spreads from Pennsylvania to fucking Illinois. Right. All all of this, this whole big area gets its water from the Ohio River. And if you're in this area, you better be careful because there's chemicals in your water. Yeah. And then realize, no, 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 that's not true. No, 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 that's not true. They're actually not testing the water. And then I saw something else that said, oh, yes, it is true. Yes. And I've just given up on it because I don't fucking live anywhere near that shit. So you, <laughs> our listeners that do, it's on you to fucking do your own research before you give your kids water. But my point is, is that there, there's no one reliable news source anymore and it's debatable if there ever was okay maybe the press has always been fucking in the pocket of the government and selling us bullshit sure i don't fucking know but i will say this like before we need to be careful what we retweet you need to be careful what you spread around and i think that what we do need to do more now than ever in these uncertain times that we live in 
is to fucking just take a chill pill, relax, and wait. (laughs) Sure. Wait. You know, don't keep hitting the refresh button on that Twitter feed, expecting everything to kind of. I mean, you can you can speculate and you can theorize. That's fine. But when you start putting shit out there as if it's fact, that's when it becomes an issue. And and you, even if you're not somebody with a podcast, with a big platform, whatever, um, you still should be very, very careful about the information that you send around and, and speaking in absolute absolutes when you fucking have no idea. Um, I agree with that. So, you know, what happened is apparently this, this train derailed and like when it did, I don't know, it exploded and exploded I mean, chemicals everywhere. Well, there was chemicals in it that they were afraid of leaking out. So they attempted to do a control burn. And they evacuated, you know, the area surrounding there. And those people were were rushed out of their houses for a couple of days, but they've since been allowed back. Then there was another incident where a News Nation reporter got arrested at a press conference. Mm-hmm. And they thought that that was, oh, they're, now they're arresting the press. No, they arrested one guy who wrote for News Nation. It was probably being a douchebag. Right. And, and we haven't seen Yes, and we haven't seen the fucking the officers' badge cam footage and all that shit. So who knows exactly how that right. incident went down? Obviously, arresting the press is never a good thing, and the Ohio governor said as much that he would have never condoned a member of the press being arrested, even if it was from fucking news nation. So, like, yes, I mean, but people are. But if you, if I'm, I'm looking at some of the tweet, the tweets going out, and they're saying, you know you know, members of the press are being arrested and the government's lying about this and they've evacuated all these people and all this stuff. And like, okay, but you're clearly presenting that information in such a context that pushes your agenda. Exactly. Yes. Right. And, and, and so, you know, people are saying that this is a second Chernobyl guys. We did a whole show on Chernobyl. This is not fucking anything like that. Please do not, uh, you know, be confused at all because if it was fucking nobody would live here. Like <laughs> move people out um and i'm not saying that the government because here's what happened with 9-11 and this did happen with 9-11 is that they evacuated everybody in the surrounding area because of all the fucking dust and the debris and the chemicals and shit in the air and they did let those people come back in early okay and mm-hmm. or at least some people think but it's hard to really prove whether or not those people came back early and got really really sick because they were exposed to, th- to things too soon that wasn't really ready yet or if it's because they were exposed to it initially anyway and they were already fucked we don't really know you know what came first in that case the chicken or the egg and sometimes when this shit does happen we don't really know what to do but what i find fucking hilarious is that the people spreading the bullshit about this fucking train derailment situation are the same goddamn people that laugh in the face of like green energy and don't want to do anything to make our world just a little bit safer just a little bit better for us to make our air cleaner like right they're pushing all that shit they want to burn all the fossil fuels so it's like shut the fuck up sit sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up you don't care about the environment i don't give a shit well, yeah, I the other the other stance that I've seen is people because it, as I'm sure some of us might remember a couple months ago, there was a big uh, labor union with the, with the rail workers uh, strike that was looming and Biden interceded and forced the uh, the train people back to work. 
and people are claiming now i don't know why the train derailed i mean one of the theories that i put forth when i was stoned off my ass last night was that the fucking chinese weather balloon did it <laughs> right yeah. because the train derailed on friday and that that, that Two weeks ago, that initial Chinese weather balloon that came through um, was passing over that general, and I'm using air quotes when I say general area, but let me put it like this. It's, it was in Montana on fucking Thursday, and then it's in North Carolina on Saturday, so it's going to it's following the jet stream down. It's going to kind of go in that area, but probably a little bit, probably too far south yeah. to be saying that it was directly passing over uh East Pal- East Palestine, uh, what is it called? East Palestine, yeah. Ohio, which is which Ohio. is more north. It's it borders right Ohio, yeah. Pennsylvania. It's so yeah. East Palestine is, is or Palestine is closer to Pittsburgh than any other major sh- city in Ohio. Yeah. So it's it's that far north, that far east. So the likelihood that the weather balloon was or the the Chinese balloon, whatever, was that far north Friday night, probably completely unrelated, but um. I mean, what the fuck? I'll throw it out there. I'll get high and fucking mention it during the commercial break. It's sure. Um, but where's it going with this? Um, uh, maybe I don't even know. So that's why you shouldn't listen to me about shit. <laughs> shouldn't listen to anybody about shit because most of us are just as brain damaged as I am. Like, read it. Oh, about the uh, the cause of it, the derailment being the uh, over like the not safe union practices that the rail workers were originally striking against when Biden made him go back a couple months ago. I don't know if that's true or not. I think once again, this, if you're an environmentalist, Hey, here's a chance to push your agenda. If you're pro labor union, which I am, Hey, here's a, uh, here's a excuse to uh, press your agenda. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's what we shouldn't do. If, if you believe in UFOs, great. All this UAP activity, it's a reason to fucking push your agenda. If you're fucking terrified of the Russians and the Chinese, Boom, here's a reason to fucking push your agenda to go to war with them. Like, you can't do that with this stuff because there is a definitive answer. There is a definitive answer. There is a reason that this train derailed. And maybe it has to do with unsafe labor practices. Maybe it has to do with Chinese weather balloons. Maybe it has none, nothing to do with any of that. These three things that we shot down over this weekend, maybe they're connected to the fucking balloon that we shot down last weekend. Maybe they're connected to something. Maybe they're not connected to anything. Maybe they are extraterrestrial. Maybe they're terrestrial. Maybe they're Russian. Who knows? Right? But there is going to be a definitive answer. There is going to be a correct answer. Right? This isn't a multiple choice. Fuck. I mean, th- there is there is a correct answer here. And we'll get to it. And everyone else is going to be wrong. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I mean. And we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. We'll get you, there. You know, people We're not just. There yet. Um, like to push what they i mean just like pato said everybody's everybody has an agenda i have an agenda pato's got an agenda we we get we got agendas here um you know we have our personal belief system that we want to believe so fucking badly and you know that was interesting because here's the thing is that that was actually a big theme that i talked about with cherish over this weekend um she was telling me explaining like how she does things there and how you know she knows if people that walk into the shop are just looking for an experience like they just want it so badly or if you know they're having a genuine experience and kind of what that looks like to different people and how you know we're just talking about how you can trick your brain into thinking pretty much anything um you know because there's people that just want it so bad that they will do anything that it takes to make it that way that applies to everything in life you know and that's okay but uh you know, it's not okay when you're spreading around false bullshit information. You just look dumb. 
stop doing it. Stop. Right. It's embarrassing. It, well, <laughs> and it and it can have a negative psychological effect on other people. Right? Like we don't want to stoke the flames of paranoia so much and it's funny because one of the things that we uh for y2k movies and we had been sitting on this episode for a while but we kept releasing other ones we did an episode on the mist oh, okay. and that that dropped today and everybody that's seen the mist knows the ending where the the car full of people i'm sure you've seen the mist right well i have but i don't know if everybody that's listening has. uh well i'm gonna give away the ending because the movie's fucking like 15 years old spoiler alert so yeah, so, well, I don't even have, I'm not going to make that big of a deal out of recounting the plot of the mist, but my point is, is that that ending exemplifies somebody who has lost all hope because they have an incorrect view of the situation, and they commit very heinous, regrettable actions because they think that the world is ending. Yeah. And what do they find out five minutes later? The world isn't ending. Everything would have been fine. And now your kids, you're covered in your kids' fucking brain matter. So, like, something I think, it's it's very interesting that that dropped. I mean, I'm sure it's just coincidental. But my point is, is that there's a, there's a very direct lesson or correlation to be learned from that, right? If we start needlessly fucking sharing and passing around this crazy paranoid bullshit about what's going on in either Ohio or the skies over America... It could have a very negative consequence on people's mental states. And I think that we shouldn't wish that on anybody, right? We shouldn't be a part of that. I'm not saying to be blindly optimistic either to where you stick your head in the sand and you think that everything's fine. Exactly. Right. But taking the information, find a way to walk that line and, and don't cause a panic just to cause a panic because you're on Twitter and I know what that feeling is like. Cause I've been that fucking person before. You know what I mean? Don't do it. And, and cooler heads need to prevail. If our species is going to fucking survive shit. like Well, this, and we you know, know <laughs> because of the news, not too long ago that the doomsday clock was uh, pushed up recently because of disinformation. You guys, we are killing right. ourselves because of disinformation, because we refuse to just use a little bit of critical thinking and learn well, i'm killing myself through disinformation you're killing yourself by breathing ohio air i am yeah so it's I a am. little bit, it's a little bit different <laughs> but hey man i'll be there in a month three weeks what are you three weeks away from Frogman? <laughs> i've smoked for like 20 years i think i'll be all right <laughs> exactly um, <laughs> my, trust me my lungs are calloused enough they'll be fucking Bring it on. Exactly. Um, you know but but so these these two things are connected i believe it or not the uh the east palestine columbus columbus ohio thing and the fucking the the things in the sky are connected because there are people saying this is the conspiracy that this is a distraction from the little chernobyl that's happening in ohio except there isn't a little chernobyl happening in ohio it's not a good right. situation it's fucked up and it's you know but shit like this happens all the time in our country you know <laughs> it does it, it really does and um also it's not being covered up like you can just google it and like find information about it like it's not hard i had listen i i absolutely uh ashley makes in front of the show absolutely adore her have the utmost respect for her she listens to a lot of our episodes gives me a lot of feedback and we talk about a lot of this stuff and she means the world to me and she's one of the most intelligent people i ever met however today she talked about how the the this ohio thing isn't getting a lot of press and how it's kind of being covered up and then she sent me an article from npr about it 
And I was like, babe, it's on NPR. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but no one listens to NPR. I'm like, well, that's their fault. But I mean, like, right. it's not exact. This isn't fucking Vice or, or Vice 20 years ago when Vice was Vice. Like, this isn't hard hitting. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is a pretty major news source. Like, it is being talked about. You motherfuckers don't watch the nightly news because no one has TV anymore. Like, it's on there. There's there's a plethora of information and disinformation if you hit the Google. Yeah, they're both you, there. You know what I mean? Right. They're both yeah. there. So, I mean, it's this isn't not getting covered. Whatever it is people are saying this is covering up, It's what it's been covered. It's that there's no new developments. This is what's happening now. That's what the news reports on is what's happening right now. And so that's right. what's going to overtake the headlines right now. And fuck, it's not even overtaking the headlines. My local news isn't hardly reporting on the shit shot out of the sky right now. Like okay then i guess it's getting covered up because my local news guys the world exists outside of your own little bubble there's a whole big white world out there you can expand it you're 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 able to do that and you're able you have a fucking device in your pocket at all times that will tell you literally anything you fucking want to know but you you as a person have to sit down and go through that information don't read one article and go up there that's it that's where it is no 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 it is up to you to have multiple sources to source that information i took to locals um in that area fucking they're like that's fine like i'm just i fucking just drove to work today it's fine here <laughs> well we could you could easily say that maybe the environmental impact of this isn't immediately known sure of you course. know i think that's a good way to look at it is that like look no they're going to want to do testing we don't know how much has seeped into the groundwater these things aren't immediately this information isn't always immediately available same thing with the, what what we shot down over the weekend as of right now, we don't know. Right. Now, maybe by Wednesday when the show airs, we will know. And it'll be a different story, which is why I didn't want to spend, you know, I think we are spending a lot of The whole show on it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want it. Like, here's the thing. We don't know and, and we could know any. By the time we get off the phone, off this call, we could know more than when we fucking started. Yeah, I mean, probably something happened in the last hour that we talked about it. It's, a, it's I, aliens I and we're being invaded right now. So I, I will say this, that I... Uh, I'm very thankful of my Twitter algorithm because both of these stories I've been inundated with since it happened. This I I didn't have to look very far to read about this. This sure. was this was there. I mean my my Twitter feed has been the train derailment, the UAPs and tit fucking videos for the past five days. So it's I don't know, like some people that say like well, I haven't seen this shit anywhere. I'm like, I don't know what you go on Twitter and see, but I've seen tons about seen this. it like, everywhere. It's not, it's not being suppressed. It really isn't, you know. And don't just get your information from social media. Go out and research that shit. Or just don't say anything about it at all. I mean, my God, if you're not going to take the time and put the time in to do it, don't come out publicly and say fucking nothing about it. I, I will call you out. I'm not afraid to do that. <laughs> anyway um you know yeah i you know i just i can't say it enough guys you know source your information get it from multiple multiple people multiple sources don't come to just me and ask me my opinion on one thing right people do that you guys do that you come to me trust me i love that you trust me but i don't fucking know everything about everything as much as i like to think i do go ask other people about their opinion uh me and tobias valen we we're talking about the chicago moth band recently because we we mentioned it on the show because guess what that's what he does and you know we had a great a, a really good discussion i think we're generally on the same page but go ask his opinion on stuff you know if you want to know don't just hear it from me hear it from him too go to different people continue to do the research critical thinking is the name of the game it's not just listening to somebody that you think you know you love and you trust tell you the information and you just trust that that's not what we're preaching here 
at all. So you want to talk about lottery, lottery curses? Sure. Let's do it. Pato, what's the highest winning ticket that you've ever, I'm trying to think of like different questions to ask you instead of what do you know about this? Uh, what's the, what's the highest winning uh, lottery ticket you've ever had? Oh, probably. I mean, I've, it, it would have been a scratch and win and um, probably less than a hundred. Oh yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't. Maybe um, like I five. <laughs> I am a man of actually no. For, I actually just cashed in two scratch and wins. Cause my mom does them, and then when she wins, she gives it to me. But um, for thirty five bucks the other day. Well, shit, that's uh, fucking nice. <laughs> that's oh, I know. I yeah, Thanks, oh, yeah, it was. Um, I you know I'm not a gambler. Like I say this all the time. Yeah. I'm for the amount of vices that I have, I can't. I don't have the room for another one. And something that uh, had a very a very big effect on me when I was younger, in the movie Fight Club. When uh, Edward Norton's character and Marla Singer, Helen Bottom Carter's character, they're going to all those support groups for people with like testicular cancer and shit, right? And there's this throwaway line where the two of them are talking, and she goes, "Do you ever go to Gamblers Anonymous? Man, you talk about people with real fucking issues." And I was like, "Wait, what? Like these people go to like all these crazy support groups of, of people that are dying, yet the worst of the worst is Gamblers Anonymous." Yeah. And that always kind of stuck with me. And, you know, I was I was probably like 20 when the big Texas Hold'em craze happened. And people started playing poker all the time at parties. And I'd be like, nah, I ain't fucking doing that. And never got into it. Never was a Vegas guy. You know, a lot of guys, like your people, like Vegas is their ultimate vacation spot. They go there. Oh, we're going to Vegas for three days. Oh, we're just doing this. for Never. Never got into it. And yeah. um, I see the lotto as gambling. I mean, it maybe it's like archaic and lame, but I do. It, no, it is. Um, you know, yeah. it, that's that's exactly you're right. Um, I'd agree with that. You know, I will get some scratch offs here and there. I like the fun ones that are like games, you know, because at, because I know that I'm probably not going to win. But at the same time, uh, at least I get to like play bingo for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I get something out of the fucking five dollars that I just spent, um, or whatever it is. You know, I uh, I did go west. So West Virginia has a particular, um, like scratch off that you can play, and it's got all the different like cryptids and shit on it. Like, it's actually it's really cool. So like, there's different cars. Like, there's a Flatwoods monster and a Mothman, and you know, so I did buy um, two sets of each at one point in time. And I'll tell you, um, so there's four characters in total. So I bought a total of eight. And the only ones that I won anything off of were both of the Mothman ones, of course. Oh. Um, so, and I've, I've just, I've kept them. I have it. It's not much. I think they're like, I don't know, it's maybe a collective of like five bucks between them, right? But they're a dollar a piece. Go get them in West Virginia. They're neat. Um, but I'm not much of a gambler either. We just recently got... Um, well, I say casinos, but really they're just buildings with slot machines, right? And so there's no like table table games or anything. Um, but we just got casinos in Ohio not very long ago, really, um, within the last 10 years. And uh, I've won very close to me. And I've been maybe three times. And the problem is that, you know, I go and I don't just like anybody that goes and gambles right i don't want to go take a hundred dollars because at minimum you got to take about a hundred dollars you can't i mean people are like oh no you could take 20. no you can't you're going to go blow through that shit in less than five minutes and then you're going to be sad the whole rest of the time that all your friends are there right you need to take a hundred dollars with you at least and that's not even a lot um because again it's going to be gone in 30. so 
I don't want to go spend a hundred dollars on nothing. I'm not a fan of that. And when you walk into a casino and you gamble that money away, any money that you're gambling away, you have to accept the fact that you will never see that money ever again. If you win, great, but most of the time you're not going to. These places mm-hmm. wouldn't be in business if everybody won all the time. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so, you know, personally, I've never even played the the actual, like, state lottery. I don't even know how to do it. Um, actually, Pato, I was asking you, how do I even go and, and do the lottery? I don't even know how to do the lottery. <laughs> I've never done it. You just, uh, well, there's two ways to do it, right? So I I do, I mean, I still play every once in a while. Like every time the Mega Millions gets like up ridiculously high or something like that, like I'll go in there and I'll throw I'll 20 bucks down or something. And there's two ways to do it. You can either say uh, 20 bucks, you can do like quick pick, and that's where the machine just shits out numbers for you. Or you can fill out a little lottery. You could fill out like a, it yeah. looks like a Scantron. Mm-hmm. and you give them to the person and then they put that in and then that's like your numbers that you're picking so let's say like you always play your your high school locker combination or some shit right you that's how you would do is you give them the numbers um i never do that because i just don't <laughs> just... well right and then if somebody picks those numbers exactly you know and you won't pick the, exactly the numbers and you're playing for 100 million and there's four of you then you're all getting 25 million like that's or it's getting split up between you all and right. multiple winners um yeah so um you know but hey we have some over the sea listeners i don't know if you guys what kind of lottery you guys have over there that's how the lottery works over here in the u.s i know the uk also has some lottery that they do um and maybe wherever the fuck else you guys might be from i don't even know but <laughs> um one thing that nobody ever talks about anymore which is why i wanted to do a show about it is the lottery curse pat have you ever heard that that winning the lottery is 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 it's a curse have you yeah i mean it's it it's kind of um i think it's to be expected uh i think that is that's a concept that i've been and i don't know if you have something more specific uh from this week but even in the research i did for this week's episode yeah i'm i'm aware of the concept that people that buy lottery tickets and are generally irresponsible with their money tend to not spend uh, when they get 160 million dropped in their lap, tend to not make intelligent choices or there's social drama with family members or, or neighbors or whatever, you know, it's not always uh sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. I um, have had this on our list for a long time because I'm not going to say who, it is i'll tell i'll tell you secretly after the show and maybe i'll tell the patreons if you guys are (laughs) if you pay me to tell you i'll tell you but somebody who has been on this show before their grandparents won the lottery and i mean like a big time lottery and they this person had always told me about stories about the curse because they are now they believe generationally cursed because of the lottery winnings wow yeah okay cool so it's been on my radar for quite a while and you know again because it is the lottery i didn't i don't want to publicly disclose who it is um but they have been on the show before very trusted source um you know so some of the things pat that's right um you know typically you you got these people going from rags to riches in 
and I got a couple of examples that I'm going to cover, not very many, but some um, that, you know, have nothing and end up having all this money. And then they are just, well, honestly, they're probably in their um, I have nothing mentality anyway. And I hate to say this, but because they're bad with money. I hate that trope because that's what the people use for poor people. You're just bad with money and that's why you're poor. It's not because of minimum wages seven dollars or whatever it's because you're bad with money um but legitimately that is probably the case here um so some people think that the lottery is cursed winning the lottery is cursed so even if you do win you know there there's no hope um couple of people that i want to talk about probably the most famous case of um uh, a cursed lottery winner is jack whitaker who at the time that Jack won the lottery, he was already a very wealthy man. Um, he owned a, a business in West Virginia. He was already bringing in about $15 million a year, um, which, yeah, that's pretty rich to me. Um, you know, so when he won the lottery, he didn't take, so when you win the lottery, you can either take it in one lump sum or you can take it out in like annual payments. Okay. You don't have to take it all at once. Correct. When you take it out in annual payments, you actually end up getting more because of the mm -hmm. tax bracket um so if you i'm sorry go ahead I, I was gonna say not only that but i think that they uh you actually get less now, taxes aside right if you if you if you pull taxes aside right you get less if you do one lump sum they the just only way yes the only way that you get even remotely close to the the percentage that you say uh, the the dollar amount that they say you win is if you take the installments. Yeah, there is there is a penalty just for doing the one lump sum. That's that has nothing to do with tax. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. So you do you get more if you take it out? Oh, you know, annually and so forth. so and and still annually it's a lot. It's like four to five hundred thousand depends on how much you win, right? Um, but it's still a it's a good chunk of change. You know, you could live comfortably off of four hundred thousand dollars in a year. Um, but Jack Whitaker decided to go ahead and take it all out at once because he already fucking had money. So whatever, what's some more? Um, you know, so that's interesting because this was already a guy who was already established wealthy. You know, he wasn't um he wasn't hurting for money. He wasn't a rags to riches story. But um he had a very bad go after he had won this money so he continued i guess he really liked to keep large sums of money in his car and on more than one occasion people had found out that he really liked to do that and had broken into his car and stolen these large sums of money um so like one time he was at a strip club someone stole a hundred thousand dollars out of his car why the fuck he would just ride around with a hundred thousand dollars in cash i have no idea but again, that's probably, a, I mean, you're probably bad with money if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he had other things like his business that he had. Customers started suing him, just frivolous lawsuits to kind of get a chunk of change because they knew. I mean, you're very publicized when you, when, when you win. So everybody knew who he was and everybody knew he had all this money. So they would continue to sue him. Even if it wasn't, um, you know, a founded case, even if he won it, there's still all those legal fees associated with represent, you know, being represented in the lawsuit. Um, so they were just nickel and diamond them that way. But things got extra um, weird when his granddaughter, um, who he liked to spoil a lot, um, bought her tons of cars. She had a two thousand dollar a week allowance from from him, um, which hey, that's nice. Thanks, Grandpa. Her boyfriend ended up overdosing on one of Whitaker's properties and died. 
And people thought that his granddaughter was responsible for this in some way. I mean, even to the point to where, like, people were so fucking cruel to her that they did not even let her attend his funeral. Um, Lots of controversy there. Well, one year exactly after, maybe not exactly, I didn't do the dates, but one year after he, her boyfriend had overdosed and died, um, she died in very unusual circumstances. She was like trapped under a trailer or some crazy shit like that. But she also overdosed. So, you know, very weird. People don't, you know, of course he believes somebody killed her because, you know, they thought she was responsible. Who knows? And then just a couple of years after that, his daughter, the granddaughter's mom, she she also died, which as a parent, you don't normally bury your kids. Um, And then ultimately his wife divorced him. So after going through all of this flim flam and riff raff and all this, he is now broke and lonely. Um, direct quote from Jack Whitaker: He says, "I wish I had torn that ticket up." So that's a very sad story. Yeah, with great power comes great responsibility. Sure does. And uh, sometimes the responsibility of being a multimillionaire is not something that people are prepared for. No, especially the kind of people that spend three dollars a week on lottery tickets or whatever yeah that kind of money um so i got another one here uh william post the third uh william post story is not as not as involved but he has a very much a rags to richest story the next the next one after that is as well um he pawned an item for forty dollars and then spent all of that forty dollars on lottery tickets which is very very irresponsible (laughs) that's a gambling addict right there let me tell you that's a problem But he won $16.2 million. He won $16.2 million. Um, So, you know, which is a once in a lifetime. Uh, Let me mention this statistic. I mean, you are more likely to be struck by lightning twice in your life than you are to win the lottery. Okay. So Mm. the chances of that shit happening is just wild. The fact that he, I mean, this is what he did. He won it. Um, So he was actually taking out, you know, um, the, the installments instead of, you know, taking it out right away. But his first installment of $400,000, he spent it in two weeks. In two weeks, he spent $400,000. Right. And then within a year, within the first year, he was already $1 million in debt. See, here's the thing. People... The people people that are responsible enough to handle that kind of influx of money... Are the exact opposite of the type of people that play the lotto. I agree. That's that's why. That's I mean, I, I hate to like spoil it for the show, but like <laughs> that's what would that's exactly what would happen. Like I I, I don't want to like interrupt this fucking podcast to give financial advice, but like I don't know. Don't Look, buy lotto tickets. Don't use credit cards. Don't don't accrue interest on anything if you don't have to. Pay in cash if you can. We'll get there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there i'm just i'm just like okay i'm ordering tacos for dinner you keep talking oh my god <laughs> so anyway so he was one million dollars in debt a, a year after this happened um his girlfriend sued him for half saying that that was the agreement that they had at the time was that guess what um if he won she was gonna get half of it and a lot of people do that um a lot of people go in on money together um my parents do that they like to go to the casino but if they win a jackpot, basically, you know, if it's uh, my, my, I guess my stepdad, if he wins, then he will give my mom back the money that she lost. He'll recoup the money he lost and then they'll split the rest. Right. 
A lot of people have, he doesn't have to do that. She doesn't have to do that for him, but a lot of people do that. And when you're talking $2,000, okay, it's not a big deal. But when you're talking 16.2 million, well, hell, Mm-hmm. You know, before you have $16 million, you might think, well, that doesn't sound so bad, $8 million. But once you do have $16 million, you start to think a little bit, maybe I shouldn't give people the money I promised. Um, but she sued him, and guess what? She won. And at that point in time, he had no more money left and could not even pay her the money that was due. Um, and then his own brother, okay, while William was on his uh, sixth wife, okay, the man had been married six times at this point in his life, his brother put a hit out on him and his wife. Yeah, to get the money. And of course, he was caught and you know, William went to be broke and be nobody after that. Um, but, you know, that's another thing you got to watch out for your family members. Uh, I I honestly like I think about that because when when that like I said when the jackpot's really big I go to um I hang out at my local Seven Eleven anyway because I'm a fucking dork so like me grabbing a, a Mega Millions ticket is like no big deal right and if if we ever won if I ever won you would really have to move you'd sell your house and move and then claim it and then wait for it to die down and then move somewhere else. Yeah. Like you'd really have to do like a lift and shift because there's no way. Just get rid of every I, single person you've ever known at that point. You no, know, I'd have, I, I would, we'd have to like, we could quit our jobs. You know what I mean? And like go live with my mom and have him keep going to school or something and fucking sell the house and liquidate our shit. And then wait till we get that first check and then go somewhere else and start over. Start a whole new life. You, yeah. You'd have to, and you'd have to tell people like, make up a fake name. Yeah, or I don't know what, or, or or not, or have a lawyer claim your check for you. Like that's the other thing that I think you can do. You don't have to personally show up to win to you know to like get that money. No, you do. You you can't send a lawyer like as no. a representative of your LLC or something. So this, so while I was doing research for this, I had actually found a fucking Doctor Phil episode that recently aired exactly about this topic, and I was kind of salty about it because Doctor Phil's producers are obviously spying on me. Um, <laughs> You're going off the air, you know. <laughs> but so they're, that, that... yeah, they're spying on me. <laughs> they know. They know what gets the people to listen. Um, but anyway, the reason why they had covered it just in January was because there was that big story going around about the guy in Jamaica that dressed up like the fucking Ghostface killer to collect his winnings because you have to show up so uh, and there's other people <laughs> that's awesome yeah though. so he's fucking dressed up as Ghostface, and because he didn't want anybody to know that he had won the money and nobody's heard in fucking anything about the guy since then because the press will fucking follow you like they will completely disrupt your life you will become an instant celebrity overnight for winning the lottery they'll cover mm. what the fuck you're spending your money on and everybody's judging you and it's their business all of a sudden i guess because it's taxpayer money i don't know um you know they feel like they should and this is kind of the case uh with, with our last entry here uh billy bob harold jr who won 30 million dollars um you know basically his whole life was disrupted he couldn't trust anybody in his life uh got to the point that uh two years after he had won the lottery he committed suicide and he was quoted as saying uh winning the lottery was the worst thing that ever happened to me yeah that's a bummer because nobody means anything to you anymore and actually the girl they had on dr phil because did i watch the episode fucking of course i did um (laughs) she was a lottery winner in the uk she was only 17 when she won the lottery because at the time they could um Mm. and you know she said that yeah of course it was it was a great time she's like but then i bought this huge house 
it was lonely. There was nobody there. I'd cry myself to sleep every night because I didn't have anybody. I could trust anybody. People didn't like me. They liked my money. That's all they wanted. And, you know, is that really worth it then? You know, is that kind of quality of life, this, this existential loneliness, is that worth having not even all the money in the world, but I mean, gosh, pretty much, you know, and a lot of these people say it's not, um, but you do have success stories. You do have people that win the lottery and they go on to not have, you know, very unfortunate things happen to them aside from just regular life, right? Regular life just keeps happening. It's bad for everybody. Um, but in that, you know, I only picked these three stories cause I just thought they were the most interesting, but this happened, I mean, this happens over and over and over again. Didn't feel like there was a reason to continue to repeat those stories. You can find them anywhere. Like I said, Google, Google that shit. Um, very easy to find. It happens, you know, so can, can having that big amount of money bring you happiness? No, it can't. They can't. And actually in some of these people's cases, are they bad with money? Sure. Some of them are. Um, but sometimes, like I said, just your, you go through a whole identity crisis. Now you went from just being an average person to being a fucking millionaire. Yeah. You're not who you were anymore. Right. And, and maybe you don't have, I mean, if your idea of getting rich and having security is to play the lotto, like that's not very creative. Well, here's so like then you it. get the money and you're like, well, what do you do with it? And they're no, like, oh, I know, I don't yeah. even know. I've thought about it. you don't thought about that. If I won the lottery, what would I do with myself? I fucking don't even know. I'd be like, well, oh, I know, I know exactly what I would do. I'm gonna buy McDonald's for everybody at the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know what I would do. Um, I would buy the rights to Smokey and the Bandit. I would make Smokey and the Bandit with Muppets. I'd star, I'd star as the Bandit get myself a Camaro. No, I mean I would you know what you'd have to you have to like really improve the quality of life for everyone around you. Um and then you'd have to get a fucking security guard. Like because people will because there's a chance you know that people will come for you. They will yeah. come for the money, especially when you're talking about like you know 500 billion or something like that like people will try to kidnap your fucking children like that's very possible oh yeah um your long lost relatives will show up and and honestly what i would do is yeah pay off people's debt like my third cousin shows up and and wants you know hey can i get five thousand dollars to start a roofing business sure go ahead you know what i mean just say yes i would be prepared to give a decent amount of it away because number one, that you have too much, depending on how much you win, you know, when you're talking about an astronomical number, like something that's like, just boggles the mind, um, be prepared to give most of it away. Yeah. You know, and figure out a way to do it in a, in a way that's smart. That's, that's maybe where it works is that your philanthropy can be a tax shelter so that you don't get eaten alive by the fucking taxes. Right. So, um, I think, well, yeah, you, you bring in the experts, number one, but be prepared to do a lot of charitable stuff. Don't spend it all on hookers and blow, right? Because you can't write that shit off. But, like, one of the people, which I didn't include in the list, so I don't remember his name, he won the lottery. And actually, he was a Chicagoan. And um, he won it, and he was extremely generous. I mean, he was he he spent his money on everybody. And people would just come up to him, and they'd ask for money, and he'd give it to them. And he did end up, you know, after going through that for so long, you know, dwindling away his winnings, he decided to go ahead and hire a financial advisor and she killed him. And then 
pretended like for a long time that he was alive. Holy shit! She killed him. Yeah, he actually died. A lot of a lot of pe- these people have actually been killed. Um, you know. Oh my god, crazy! That would that's how you get me. Give me a hot accountant that I can't trust. You know what I mean? Like a fucking uh, a deadly fin dom. Like that's. And she would continue <laughs> to pay the bills and use his phone to send text messages to friends and family as if he was still alive and he wasn't. And I mean, it went on for a while. She was eventually caught, but yeah, I mean, these people do actually fucking die. There's more. Like I said, there's more than just that guy. Well, that's why I think that it is like to some extent, and and you can argue how you believe that magic exists in this world or how it's structured. But that's why I, I honestly think that to a certain extent, it is a curse. Yeah, because you're you have so many people focused on you, right? Mm-hmm. You have all this will, all this intent, jealousy, anger, and all of that stuff. That could, you know, and if, if you're the type of person that believes in magic or that believes in the power of prayer or whatever, then yeah, uh, you know, a couple hundred people focused on you, jealous at you, boring eyes in the back of your head, uh, that could very well affect the universe. Absolutely. You know, and I think that, I think that this kind of goes back to, um, I mean, the spotlight changes you. And I think that's like a very universal way to look at this. And this is something that you talk about on Facebook all the time, too, is that, like, think about all the attention that you have on yourself, just being an attractive woman in a, in a you know, kind of little bit of a platform, right? Like, we're we're not even, like, D-list celebrities. You're like, you're like R, and I'm V. Right? Oh, you think I'm an R? <laughs> I mean, like, that's what I mean. But think about all the attention you get. Think about how much of it's negative. Yeah. Think about how overwhelming and frustrating it is. Now, yeah. imagine you were a fucking millionaire. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> Multi-millionaire. Yeah. yeah, it would. I mean, you know exactly what this is. And, like, is that a curse? Like, yeah. And can that much negative attention, like, fuck you up? Yeah. I'm sure it can. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I thought about that because I am, like... I'm not going to humble I'm not humble bragging or anything it really is kind of frustrating but I'm like tipping that scale where I'm like I need to just not do my social media anymore and let other fucking people do it and like make make private accounts just to have like my personal people on because it is very overwhelming I cannot fucking imagine being that popular because you're not even yourself anymore because i i have days where i feel like that where i can't even be who i am anymore and you know i'm not even fucking anybody like pato said i'm an r i think i'm a z but pato says i'm an r which stands for totally rad and redhead redhead yeah Yeah. (laughs) maybe after frogman you'll be a q what is what is uh what does b stand for venereal (laughs) viral 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 very well uh, hung (laughs) (laughs) my mom she's funny just this tidbit in there um my mom says happy bd day you know oh my mom does the same thing like she fucking every every year like she fucking invented it five minutes ago yeah oh my god okay yeah and so she (laughs) said it to my daughter today (laughs) and explained to my 11 year old what bd is Something that we all get eventually. So just fucking deal with it. It's in the water. I did. It was easy. Um, you know, of course she was like, I don't know about that. I'm like, well, fucking don't ask then. I don't know. It's BD day. <laughs> she thought it's find out what the official HPV strain of the I uh, Wednesday if we talk weird show is. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's... That should be like for a, you should, if you have the same one, it's you're an automatic Patreon member. <laughs> 
perfect. Bring your papers. We'll verify them, and then we'll let you into the secret club. The official HPV of the show. (laughs) HPV strain. Oh, yeah. HPV strain. There's like 300 or something. We'll figure it out. Right. Obviously, we'll have to figure out where ours intersect. Um, So, anyway. um, What what were we talking about? People that win the lotto and oh, fucking piss yeah, away their right. money. The lottery curse. Yeah. Um, you get lots of BD when you win the lottery. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so, so be careful. Uh, don't be silly. You got enough money. Wrap your willy. You know, um, there's no reason not to. Uh, that does happen though. People, like I said, people die. Uh, most most of them get divorced. I, I don't think there's been a successful marriage yet, unless they were like old as fuck and like they were already like out the door anyway. Like maybe they lived out their lives married and lottery winners um but you know it just honestly it can tear people apart but that's just because in general winning that kind of money is going to change you it's going to change who you are right mm-hmm. it takes you all the way down down low here hanging low here oh, all the way me and my wife fucking her age there's throats when we get our tax return every year right i can only imagine <laughs> what what that would do you yeah. know i still getting married was the best decision i ever made <laughs> Best decision I ever made. What's the best decision I ever made, Ashers? Get married. <laughs> best decision I ever made. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, is, is the lottery curse a real thing? Uh, yeah, I guess it can be. It's just that, you know, again, anything life-changing can be bad. It can be good, too. Again, there are people with success stories out there. Um, they, they do exist. But there's, like, certain steps that you should take. If you ever win the lottery, fucking, well... Like we were saying earlier with the disinformation going around, take a chill pill. Yeah. Take a chill pill. You have a year to come forward, I think. So use it. Right. Just just calm down and decide what you're going to do, you know, from there. And uh, and and then, you know, go from there. They tell you all kinds of shit. Hire you get a financial advisor. Security is a good idea. Lawyers, you know, <laughs> get everybody involved. Um, so I don't know. Do you got anything else to say about the lottery curse, Pano? Uh, it's real. Um, be careful what you wish for. Don't clam for the spotlight. And uh, just go to fucking work. Remember Wishmaster? Yeah. Remember when that course. when that guy got fucked to death? I think it was in, in the prison. No. I think it was in like Please Wishmaster wait. 3. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. So what, what, tell me, how does this, what's, what's. You know, I can't say that I really remember because I haven't watched those movies since I was like, like right when I started getting in a horror movie. I just remember one of the guys got fucked to death and I believe he was in prison. Wishmaster fucked to death. Wishmaster 2. No, a prisoner says he wishes the lawyer would go fuck himself. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yes. Are you watching it right now? No, I'm just I googled it. It's Wishmaster 2? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's definitely it. Um yeah. So, watch uh, Wishmaster 2 if you're <laughs> if you're feeling froggy. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end the show. Um we'll see you guys back here next Wednesday.